on maynard.com.au. AU! It's time to hide those magazines under the bed because it's... Bunga Bunga! With Maynard and... take that many and still stand up episode number 28 28 that's right if they were years that would be 28 years are you following me oh this is silly the election's happening here tim so are you voting for australia to leave the eu or not yeah i think australia should get the hell out of the eu also get the hell out of eurovision what are we doing there anyway Nice, it was a good thing, but there's the Asian Song Contest. We could enter that. I like Big could do that. Look who we keep putting in there. What was it, Guy Sebastian last year? Not only is Guy, God love him, not as relevant as some other musicians, but he's not as relevant as some other musicians. And of course the other big vote too, the Australia is in an election cycle at the moment, so will you be voting for the models or the reels in this election? I've got to go the reels. You're voting the Dave Mason ticket straight down the line? Yep, straight down the line. The models were all very nice if you're going to have a long weekend where people would be eating lentil burgers. But the reels, they were strictly thin sliced ham guys. The thing I love about Dave Mason is he's a grouchy curmudgeon, and he has been since his 20s. Why wouldn't you be? I mean, you've seen Dave, it's not good. By saying you've seen Dave, it's not good, what I mean is he's a bad boy. Oh, yeah. And so I'd expect him to have a dim view of everything in the universe. <laughs> on this show, you'll be hearing the Bunga Bunga Field trip to the Doug Anthony All-Stars at the Enmore Theatre on the 20th of May. Definitely, Tim. I go gay for Tim. We'll have some news. Stay tuned, I'll show you my flounder. We'll have a sound effect solo. And we'll have a little bit of this. And Tim will also have... That's right. I will have a little bit of, well, something to say about Morrissey. Bunga Bunga News. What's happening in the world that Doug Anthony all sells? Of course, over the weekend, the Maynard and the Mayor Club played Jack the House 3. There's a video of that. I think it's on the Bunga Bunga side of me just going a bit nuts. That was fabulous, by the way, people. If you haven't tracked it down... Make sure you go to maynard.com.au and check out Mad Club. It's the way grown-up people should behave. As far as music played, it was flawless. We had the KLF. We had Betty Boo. We had Kylie. And we had Right Said Fred. I don't know what else you'd want. A little bit of polka would have killed you. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. If you want to be my lover, you have got to give. Taking is too easy, but that's the way it is. Hey! 
otherwise a great night out. And the Doug Anthony's have recently returned from the regionals. We've been up in Port Macquarie, which is a real place. I was surprised to discover, and it was terrific. The theatre was supposed to cost $6 million. It cost $56 million. How- some money been funnelled off to DARPA for some black ops or something, has it? It must have been. I mean, how you blow out a budget by a thousand percent is beyond me. But wow, what a theatre. Beautiful, great team, great people, full house, mostly of people, homeless people. How was the Sydney Enmore Theatre Sydney Comedy Festival gig for you? It was great fun. It was a breeze working with the Sydney Comedy Festival. The Melbourne Comedy Festival is a lot more work. They uh, tend to ban us from their big events. So we got banned from the gala and banned from other events, mainly because of our material. Whereas Sydney seemed perfectly fine in the sense that they didn't care. It was a packed Enmore Theatre. Was that 1,600 or is it more than that in the Enmore? It's a lot of people. They all seemed quite happy. Some of them, of course, were disgusted, but pleasantly disgusted. So that's good. Let's cut right now to the Bunga Bunga field trip. Sunday the 20th of May, around about 7pm, when I took a visit to the Enmore Theatre. You're going to hear the voices of Caroline, Richard, Stavrula, Nick, Nadia and a few other people. So let's go right now to a suburb with irony, but a suburb without pity anymore. And here we are at the front of the Enmore Theatre. Tonight is the big night with the Doug Anthony All-Stars. They're playing the Enmore Theatre for the first time in the 21st century. Anybody who remembers the 20th century might remember the uh, garbage bit on the girl's head with the baseball bat incident, but there'll be no repeat of that tonight. Enmore, a town without pity, a town with lots of irony, but tonight, Enmore, Newtown has comedy. Out the front of the Enmore Theatre, and here's the first Doug Anthony fans that's turned up. I'm Caroline. How did you get your involvement into the whole Doug Anthony's thing? Uh, from way back. Big gig. The from, big gig. Yeah. What was the first joke you thought, oh, that's great. Was it I Fuck Dogs? That A lot of people came into the Doug Anthony's through I Fuck Dogs. No, I actually think it was through Flacco. I was hooked. Who's your favourite Doug Anthony? Absolutely Tim. Is it just his boyish good looks that he's continued to have well into his 80s? The eyebrows. The eyebrow dance, the eyebrows. From the Skeptic Zone himself. In fact, he was even on episode one of Bunga Bunga. Richard Saunders, how are you? I was on episode one. What do you think of the Doug Anthony All-Stars? You, you went and saw them. In fact, they actually heckled you because you were sitting in the front row when they did this show at Harold Park last year. And at one stage, Tim dropped his glasses and I obviously leapt forward to help and I was heckled mercilessly by the, the rest of the Doug Anthony All-Stars. Right out the front. What's your name? What? Stavrula. That's a great Greek name. It is a great name. You don't name. muck with what someone called Stavrula. If someone's called Stavrula rings, you call them back. Now, you're just saying that you've got two of my compilations at home. Now, what's yeah. going on there? Did you shoplift them? No, but I did shoplift Grooves in the Heart. Delight. They sold enough copies of that. They don't have to worry about yeah. that. You're here for the Doug Anthony's, and that's what we want to talk about there. What are you looking forward to? You haven't seen them since when? I'm a first time, first time caller. Hang yeah. on, so you've never seen them live before? No. Oh. Not very often that someone just comes up to you and goes, love the podcast. In fact, you're the first person ever to say that. Who have we got here? My name is Nick Maynard. It's great to see you in the flesh and see that you're actually real and not a figment of my imagination. It's good to know that you're still doing your thing and doing it so well. So I've got a question for Tim here. Now's your chance to get yourself on Bunga Bunga 28. What I'd like to know is what his insight is. What's the real key to immortality? I would say white wine. So rosé is Sorry, out. sorry, that's just too stupid. The answer is cask white wine. Oh, goon. Yes, that's right. right. Okay, that's fantastic. True. Love the pork pie hat, man. <laughs> no worries. Go the specials. It covers the baldness. <laughs> 
clear right out the front. I have come all the way from Bendigo in Victoria. This is my sixth show in a year. It's yes. a lot of travel to see the same show you saw in Melbourne. Totally worth it. I would follow these boys to the end of the earth. I'm just going to let Tim know that I would totally vote for him if he wanted to run for Prime Minister. Here we are at the front of the Edmore now. As you can see, these people leaving us now are the disappointed people that have been to see a somewhat lesser comedy act, Arch Barker. Arch Barker, funny guy, good looking, the ladies love him, but as they say in the industry, he's no Tim Ferguson. And that's what these people are thinking to themselves as they leave now. Sure, Arch Barker was funny, but he's no Tim Ferguson. Neil, how are you? I'm good. What brings you here tonight to see him? Somebody bought tickets for me. I've never seen them live, but I guess my favourite would be Tim, because he's such a sweetie. I'm just wondering along the Doug Anthony line now, these sad, desperate people that have all come to see the Doug Anthony All-Stars because apparently they can't find anything else to do on a Sunday night in Enmore. As the Doug Anthony All-Stars rocket for the first time in the 21st century, that's mainly because Tim hasn't been allowed back since the last show. I'm here with Nadia now, who claims to be a Bunga Bunga listener. How long have you been a Bunga Bunga listener? For the last 18 months. If you had a chance to throw something into the show that may throw us into confusion and give us something to talk about, what would that be? How's your life going? Oh, Jesus. So you haven't seen them this century at all? No, not this century at all, and it's been something I've been waiting for all my life. I'm here with good grace and full of excitement. That noise you hear in the background is the noise of the Doug Anthony All-Stars crowd and more gathering in the foyer at the bar. Listen to that noise. Look, don't get too excited right now. The show hasn't started. Next one, what's that one? The Doug Anthony All-Stars! It's going to be a fucking great night. I can sense it already, ladies and gentlemen. What a pleasure it is to be here back at the Enmore after, after such a long time. Hi, everybody. It's great to be back in the Enmore. We're the Doug Anthony All-Stars. It's a broad picnic, and I'll tell you why my maple or I'll smash and scum if you're not drinking hot black label. Young man, there's a place you can go, I said, young man. So this song is gone. With a lot of people. Say, if you were people of not taking good care of yourself. The porn you're watching, you're watching it all. We can't 
do the normal encore where we go off and you fucking stamp your feet and have a good time and it'll be some wonderful positive energy because of the fucking wheelchair. It's another way that, that uh, uh, this cumbersome device has fucking ruined our show. Get on the it's great. It's a beautiful song called My Fuck Dogs. You inspire me. <laughs> Fan man. Oh yeah, I'm a huge fan of the All-Stars. So, so where did you pick up on the All-Star story? Big gig. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Favourite moment of tonight? I just really love the way that they put the comedy together, how it's just part improvised. You don't know which parts have been planned, which parts are, um, are spontaneous. They're just magic. Favourite member? Definitely Tim. I go gay for Tim. Well, after almost a two-hour show, the Doug Anson All-Stars have conquered the Enmore Theatre once again. We've got questions for Ferguson to answer. There's questions for McDermott to answer. And there's questions for Livingston to answer, but he won't answer them because he never says anything. A Bunga Bunga 28 will now return you to normal programming. Thank you, cup reporter Maynard there on the scene out the front of the Enmore Theatre. And didn't those people sound lively? What a, an excited bunch of people. And they were like that when they got inside. In fact, we couldn't get them to shut up at all. We were just more voices in the room. I know we'll get complaints in that, yes, I did not play all of your songs that I recorded. And yes, I did not give most of the punchlines away in that section. But that's because I don't want to. The idea is to make you go and see the show. I might have condensed their entire show down into three minutes, but there weren't a lot of punchlines in there because we don't want to give it away, Tim. Well, we don't tend to do punchlines. Our humour is based upon what you bring to it. I did see two people leave, but I'm not quite sure if that was because of you doing your sexual orgy material or whether they just wanted to go have a wee. The orgy material, I would have thought, is some of the softest material in the show. So uh, I'd hoped that they were just going to have a wee together, holding hands in a MX bathroom. It was one of the rare shows where you didn't go out and sign stuff afterwards for people, but that's because the uh, combination of the Enmore Theatre they like to get everyone out of there by midnight and also you guys had some things you had to do afterwards. Oh, we had some superstars of our life there. People we'd grown up with, Michael Petroni who plays Bob in Das Kapital was there. Larry said, Bob, go to the police. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. Shortly after that, there was a stabbing episode at Larry's place. <laughs> Ted Robinson, our godfather, a whole bunch of people had come to see us, and so sorry we didn't come out, we got stuck at the party. They didn't put wheelchair access in backstage. That seems weird to me, Tim. 
Well, in those days, you just put people in a sack and you chuck the sack over your shoulder, so I didn't mind that. Let's take on the questions now in your crank mail from the Enmore Theatre. Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail. Well, Caroline uh, mentioned your eyebrows there. She was rather taken with your eyebrows, Tim. What's the stories there? Well, I've been practising with my eyebrows since, you know, old enough to realise that I could wiggle my eyebrows. So every morning, and I'm being serious, I would wake up and I would give my eyebrows a bit of a workout. I would pull funny faces. I would wiggle my ears. I can wiggle my left ear and right ear independently. So I guess the muscles are fully developed and that's what she's attracted to. Big, healthy, strong eyebrows. So your eyebrows might be MS-proof. I think they are. Although there was a time when I did have some sort of spacco attack where they were less responsive and certainly my ears refused to come to the party. But they were the first ones to come back. That was when I was giving away a prize at the Logies and had no facial expression. So I just thought I'll just do a deadpan. And deadpan worked fine, although Elliot Goblet wasn't amused. If you've got MS, you know what I'm talking about, which is nobody knows what they're talking about. Richard Saunders was also at the Enmore and he mentioned that he was heckled by you guys when he helped you pick up your glasses once on stage so I guess uh, the advice to people is if something goes wrong on stage don't try and help. That's right Richard Saunders should have known better I mean the man is supposed to be a skeptic I would have thought that he would have stopped and thought and appraised the situation (laughs) wait a second it's the Doug Anthony fucking all-stars right there I'm gonna help the Doug Anthony all-stars even saying I will help the Doug Anthony All-Stars. Seriously, Richard, next time, just let the glasses drop. And Stavrula, who hadn't seen you on stage before, she came along there and she shoplifted a copy of Grooves in the Heart by Delight. This is Lady Mascara. Super DJ Dimitri. Toa, toa. From Delight. You're listening to Maynard. Well done there. I think everybody in their teenage years has shoplifted something except me. I just feel sorry for Delight, who could have spent that 40 cents wisely. I couldn't ask for another. And she'd never seen you before, so I hope you did enjoy it. Nick, who uh, found out that I was not a fictional figure, he actually got to meet me. He loves the podcast. Nick, wanted to ask Tim... What is the key to immortality? Kittens' blood. The blood of kittens works in exactly the same way human blood will on a vampire. Just keep drinking kittens' blood and you too will have a complexion like mine. Claire, who was there, she's been to see six shows and she's from Bendigo, so she travels around a lot for you guys. She's quite amazing. She was actually in the mob of Spin Out, the movie coming up. She's there dancing, causing trouble. She would vote for you. So, you know, if you want to vote for Tim in the upcoming Australian federal election, take a post-it note into the booth, put it there below the line and just write Tim's name and I'm sure it'll all work out in a very informal way. Yeah, very informal. It's the only way to vote, particularly in an election like this, where we have Malcolm Turnbull trying not to be Malcolm and Bill Shorten trying to be Malcolm, you might as well just write my name on a post-it note and you can walk out and say, you struck a blow. Nadia, who's been a listener to this podcast, Bunga Bunga, for 18 months, I do recommend everyone go to Planet Maynard, go back on the stream. There's 28 shows of this, plus extra shows with Tim and the podcast just before this one's with The Sandman. The Sandman's got a new show that's in Canberra and maybe touring other parts of Australia, so have a listen to what The Sandman's up to. And he was inspired by you guys and Flacco 
going on the road again. He thought, look, I'm 60, why can't I do a show too? The Sandman doing a show is the most exciting news I've had all year. If you haven't seen the Sandman's act, well, neither has the Sandman. It's worth going along just to see a pure comic performer. It is pure comic performance. The Sandman is the voice of a lost but slightly disinterested generation. What happened? You turned me, you did something happen. The show currently is called What Happened to Sandman or How I Became a Bird Watcher. Nadia, been listening for 18 months and I recommend everyone go back and have a listen to them. These are eternal podcasts we do. They speak a universal truth that will always be correct, Bunga Bunga, don't you think? Topically. And someone said, oh, did you get that name because you and Tim have Bunga Bunga parties? I said, yeah, yeah. We sit on the couch with his cat, Kittler, watching Sky News. It's wild. Oh, it's crazy. And then when they go to ad breaks where they have, so you're going to die, funeral ads, we turn it up. She asked that question where I said, oh, Jesus, how's your life going, Tim? Nadia wants to know. How's your life going? That's a very complex and narrow question. So I'll try to broaden my answer. My life is generally going really well, having a great time, living the dream. Maynard and I catch up all the time. And we're always taking over cafes wherever we are. At the moment, we're taking over Madame Frou-Frou Cafe. Tomorrow, who knows what we'll do. We just walked all the way from Broadway back to Madame Frou-Frou. And we had a great time. Tim kept going, you're all right? Yeah, of course I'm all right. I enjoy pushing Tim long distances. It's great exercise for me. And Tim enjoys annoying almost every single person going down Glebe Point Road. People don't like to stare at the person in the wheelchair, do they? But you make them. They're staring at you, man. Of course, I've got a T-shirt that says Danger Man, and people are trying to work out why you would let someone <laughs> called Danger Man push you in a wheelchair. There's no good reason, Maynard, but that's the way we live. Sorry, I said we walked from Broadway to Madame Frou-Frou's. Of course, Maynard walked and pushed me uphill, <laughs> down Dale. He's very fit and healthy, ladies. Tim had a, uh, I think it was a brandy Alexander in his hand for most of the way. Most of the way until I drank it. <laughs> you know what I don't like about brandy Alexanders is the nutmeg on the top. Because I remember when a friend of mine said, if you eat enough nutmeg, you'll get off your face. And so I tried this more than once. And after a while, I can't even sniff nutmeg without feeling <laughs> somehow ripped off. Yeah, it's funny how they never mention what that amount of nutmeg you need is. It's an enormous amount of nutmeg. <laughs> right. We heard there the Ian was saying he'd go gay for Tim. And I, I think that's, that's quite a compliment. Well, you know, if people say they'd go gay, I suspect they're already halfway there. <laughs> you know, it's like saying, I'm going to go to China one day. China will come to you. Frank mail. There's your questions answered from our field trip, Bunga Bunga 28, when we went to the Enmore Theatre to see the Doug Anthony All-Stars. Now, what shows have you got coming up that people might like to see? We're off to Wollongong, then we're going to Darwin, a little-known city somewhere to our north. I think it's in Indonesia. Now, you know there's Marines permanently stationed there now. Marines? You, U.S. Marines. They have a complement of U.S. Marines permanently stationed in Darwin. Not many people know this. I think they're actually going to regularly station B-1 bombers there as well. This hasn't happened a lot since the Vietnam War, I don't think. I guess they've put them there to stop Australia from advancing north. Is that right? Or if we want to, they're there to help us. 
to help us against those countries who've never even thought once about trying to invade? Those ones? Mm. I think everyone thinks Indonesia wants to have a crack, but I think they know that there's not a lot of water. We are the world's driest continent. What are you going to do? You know, we took Darwin. What happened? Well, then it was another thousand miles to Brisbane. <laughs> it's just not worth invading this country. It's worth noting, in fact, while we're talking about the defence of this broad brown land, that we have just forked out $50 billion on submarines. Now, I know everybody moans and says that money could have been spent on health and education, but really the money could have been spent on 50 ABCs. If you just throw more money at the ABC, it will be wasted wisely. I think if you just submit the ABC to a forensic audit and just see how they spend their money, I'm sure it'll work out well for everybody. <clears throat> Give more to Double J, maybe they'll make it good. What Double J should sound like, our sister podcast, What Double J Should Sound just turned 102 episodes, Tim. No Midnight Oil gets played on Double J. They play this sort of half-assed, I don't even recognise the music. More Midnight Oil on Double J. Where's the ACDC? that to Triple M. Well, go back, go back and rethink it. Also, Nooshka Fox would kill you. Just to play Nooshka Fox, just one more time, single bed. No one ever plays the follow-up to single bed. knows what it is. That's right. Talk about difficult second single. And we've all been there, haven't we, people? Enough of you teasing me about right said Fred. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm too sexy for this. And then, and then what? It's as if hands up for lovers had never been written. Morrissey. Everybody's waiting for a good song from Morrissey. Time to discover our burning social issue. <laughs> Today's burning social issue comes from Dave Mulligan, who used to work at the TAB. The TAB, a beautiful Australian tradition. He's a great record collector, but he's gone very intellectual here. The burning social issue today, Tim, which I think we will try and solve. Dave asks this. There are three men in a boat with four cigarettes, but no matches. How did they manage to smoke? Well, you rub your hands together. Rub your hands together very, 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 very fast. And whoever rubs their hands together the fastest, you eat. I'm thinking maybe of the four cigarettes, one of those cigarettes was lit already. Ah, that's good. Or maybe you wait until you get to port or get out of the boat, go along the wharf and buy some matches. It's a very vague scenario. I really think you were wasted not going into politics, Tim. I do want to be in the parliament just because I haven't really organised a retirement plan. Tim, a sound effect solo. I would like to hear Sophie Mirabella 
launching herself into a paddle pool. And I take the opportunity to seek leave in my electorate who have opposed a carbon tax and want to seek an election. The Honourable Member for Indi is warned. sounds painful. I like the dismay of the crowd around her. <laughs> it's amazing what we've got in the Maynard International Studios library of sound effects. You know, I'm one of the few people to hang up on Sophie Mirabella when I was interviewing her on the radio. What did she say that pushed you too far? Well, she kept saying the same thing. The Gulf War had just started. I was on 3AK radio in Melbourne, and I kept asking her similar questions, and all she could say is Saddam Hussein is a very bad man. Yes, but what about the bombing? What about the innocent civilians who are being killed as we sit here having this conversation? Well, Saddam Hussein was a very bad man, was her answer. So finally I got jack of it and said, and that's enough of you, and I hung up. And of course I got into big trouble with, oh, oh, okay. with yes, people sir. upstairs. Yeah. Well, I imagine, yeah, the three AK people, they don't want to put the nose of the politicians out of joint at all because they depend on them to keep coming on the station, don't they? Yeah, what if we want to get Sophie Mirabella back? And I said, well, I, I don't think she should come back unless she learns how to complete her sentences. It's time to put Tim in his place, in history, as Tim has a chance to influence history in a positive or negative way, as we asked Tim, what would have you done, smartass, in Tim's historical hypothetical here on Bunga Bunga 28. <laughs> What is it? What? Tell me, I can take it. What? What? Are you ready, Tim? I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this one. The place, Sydney, Australia. Well, I wasn't expecting that, and now I'm doubly worried. The date, the 13th of February, 1978. Oh, 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 wait a second. A bomb explodes outside the Hilton Hotel in the CBD of Sydney. At the time, the hotel was the site for the first Commonwealth Heads of Government regional meeting. The bomb was planted in a rubbish bin and exploded when the bin was emptied into a garbage truck at 1.40am, killing two garbage collectors and a police officer guarding an entrance to the hotel lounge and injured 11 others. Yeah? So, who put the bomb there, Tim? Private school boys. Private school boys are always the troublemakers. And why, A, they have the budget. B, they always wag from school, because why wouldn't you? It's being paid for. But thirdly, there are three reasons. So using those three reasons, I say it was private school boys, just a prank gone wrong. What would be the suitable way to punish private school boys that do plant bombs in public that kill people? These days, you send them off to counselling because there is nothing worse than going to a school counsellor who just wants to hear your feelings. As a 16-year-old boy, the last thing you want to talk about is what your emotions are because they're a swirling, murky cesspit of things you don't like. I think Tim Ferguson has actually hit the nail on the head there and actually answered the question because the Sydney Hilton bombing probably had something to do with someone who went to a private school. Oh yeah, they escaped by boat. Brother Maynard! We have in the studio tonight Chief Inspector Bing Crosby from Hello. the Special Services Branch. Inspector, I believe you have new evidence in the controversial Hilton bombing case. That's right, Yana. Since the ball's up, we've gone over the evidence and have subsequently made some arrests. In fact, I have the ringleader here in this paper bag. An avocado. That's right, Yana. An avocado bombed the Hilton. Don't turn your back on it. It's a vicious fruit. You mean vegetable. No, Yana. That's where the public is often mistaken. 
The avocado is a fruit and a killer. And what evidence do you base this on? Well, there's the testimony of this fellow here. The banana. Yes, they shared a vegetable crisper together. Apparently, during those long nights with the fridge light off, the avocado spilled its guts. I see. Plus, we have this signed verbal confession. Look. A signed verbal confession from an avocado. So I know what you're thinking, but those bruises were there when it was bought at the grocer's. All in a good day's work for the force, I say, Yana, and so oh, did the yes, judge. yes, indeed. Well, thank you, and on tomorrow's show... Hey, 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 we've also got the watermelon that took Harold Holt. Bunga, bunga! bunga. <laughs> it's time for Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question that no-one asked. Don't expect too much. Who's going to win the election? Will it be Labor? Will it be Liberal? Or will we end up with some sort of half-assed, hung parliament? Really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether we go with the guy who doesn't need au pairs, whether we go with the guy who has way too many au pairs, or whether we go with Richard De Natale, who runs the Green and pays them six bucks an hour, that he can justify I would say it doesn't matter. They're all old white men, and they should be ignored. Take it upon yourself to just vote for people like Tanya Plibersek, just because she looks great, she's smart, she's funny, she's interesting, and she's only in one electorate, so she can't do much damage. Tim Ferguson's right of reply. And we wish to remind you that Bunga Bunga in the federal election is firmly behind the Arts Party and... Tim Ferguson. And the Pirate Party. Pirate Party as well, but the Arts Party too. If you're able to vote for Anthony Aykroyd, you should do it straight away. We are reaching out to Tanya Plibersek, to whoever the Liberal guy is in this seat, the Greens and, of course, the Socialist Alliance. I think of all of them, the Socialist Alliance is probably the one we'll probably have on, and I think you'll have a lot of fun talking to them, Tim. I'd love to have the Socialist Alliance and and also get a Green in, just because I like (laughs) to make them cry. You've been listening to Bunga Bunga 28. If you want to get in contact with Tim, you can find him at... At Real Tim Ferguson on Twitter or cheekymonkeycomedy.com. And a reminder for our overseas listeners, you can now buy tickets to their Edinburgh shows, which have already started to sell. Or you can get Doug Anthony All-Stars tickets by going to the Google machine and typing words. You can contact me at maynard at maynard.com.au. If you've got any crank mail, it's Bunga Bunga from me. And Bunga Bunga from him. As we like to say here, Bunga Bunga.
maynard.com.au. AU! Hey,